What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Comic Book Layer Podcast. I'm Kyle. What's up, everybody? I'm Ray. And we've got another awesome episode for you today. Uh, the book of the week is Stray Dogs. We can't wait to get into that. Uh, but first and foremost, Ray, this was a weekend of some of the craziest football games I've ever watched. Dude, it was like after every game, I was like, dude, that's game of the year. I know. And then the next game would start. And after the game, like I would be like, wait a second, never mind. This one's game of the year. And it just kept going. Dude. And there was like three games won by a field goal kick, like a last minute drive field goal kick. Like kickers are in for some bonuses. Seriously. They do. They're yeah, for sure. They deserve a race. But I'm still coming down. We're, we're recording this on Sunday night. So the Chiefs just beat the Bills. And uh, oh, man, that was just my anxiety levels were through the roof, Gosh, man. dude. It was so insane. Like, I couldn't believe the back and forth in the last two minutes of the game was incredible. It was such an incredible game. I know. So fun. So what else, what else have you been up to this week, man? I've had a pretty busy week. You get any any reading in? Gosh, uh, for me, it was such a crazy week as well, just getting back into the workflow um, after being out sick. So I didn't get a ton of time, like spare time to get any uh, extra reading in. Um, I was, however, able to pick up the second issue of King of Spies. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I was able to reread um, one, and then I read two, and uh, super, super fun story, man. Um, it's kind of like, um, you know, is it staying fast paced, uh, like Millar style, oh, or yeah. is he kind of build, building a little bit, or no. just throwing the dude right into it's it? It's fast paced from issue one all the way through, and this issue had a like a twist in it. I don't know if I want to give any spoilers out, but there was a cool twist that I didn't see or expect that um i'm pumped to see kind of where he goes with it but um yeah dude over the top action just um this spy you know he finds out he has like six months to live and he's basically realizes he's been you know a pawn i think it's he works for like british intelligence uh agency and so he's just been used this is the guy and he realizes he's about to die or something doesn't he yeah so he has like at the end of issue one you he has like six months to live so he like wanna he wants to like go back and like kind of right all of his wrongs i guess and he he realizes oh man i've just been doing whatever my whole career and no matter what i thought morally it was almost like his job you know and um, so now he wants to fix all this stuff and he's going after all a lot of like high value targets. And we're not talking like everyday, like average Joe guys, like he's taking out like high level officials and yeah. Um, yeah, just so would you nonstop action? Would you say like, how would you compare it to Prodigy? Do you think it's uh, better? You like it better? or I like it better like so far than Prodigy. But I just remember you telling me something about some dude punching <laughs> punching a shark in the face and <laughs> Prodigy. Yeah. And you're kind of like, all right. Prodigy, it's kind of like <laughs> similar to Prodigy. Like the dude, it's like, like for instance, like this, he kills this target in an airplane, right? And he, so he, then he, they're like, oh, you're not going to kill this guy. We're in a plane, like way, you know, way up in the air. And he's like, watch this. So he shoots this dude. He pulls out a grenade, lets the grenade go. The plane blows up. So then he jumps out with his parachute on. Well, as is, on his way down, this dude grabs him and he's like, 
grappling with this guy on the way down. He's not letting him pull his shoe. So as they're getting close to the ground, a chopper is flying. And he's like, I'm going to swing this dude right into the chopper blades. Oh, my god! <laughs> and he, like, throws this dude. And the scene, I mean, the artwork is really cool. But he just, like, th- he, like, spins this dude around, throws him into the chopper blades, and you just see him free fall and holding the dude's arm still. <laughs> <laughs> dude, Millar could be over the top. <clears throat> yeah. I'm going to keep um, saying Millar no matter how many times Donny Cates tells me it's Miller. I mean, it's got an A. It's it, Millar. Yeah. <clears throat> excuse me but yeah it's um just over the top action but it's super fun um art's really cool so far and um like i said there was a twist in an issue too that i i didn't see coming that i'm stoked to see what he does with it so pretty good having read a bunch of comics now you know from when you started and how do i want to ask this question do you feel like when you read millar you're getting a little bit like you can tell he's right as part of you know netflix now that you feel like kind of what he's writing seems like, Hey, he obviously is doing like a movie pitch. I mean, that's kind of a critique that you hear a lot of people say about him, but you know, when I've read it, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I have a harder time. Like, Oh, this was clearly, you know, a movie pitch. Like, I do still too. Writing the comic. Like, I don't think everything's meant to be a, a show per se, but I mean, it could be, you know, but I, I don't I see it like that. Same with you. So anything else, man? No, that was it. Like uh, like I said, it was um I had a busy week and um just my schedule was yeah. super hectic. What about you? So I also had a pretty crazy week. I mean, dad life just trying to stay on top of things, but um I did find uh, some time on Saturday to try to catch up on some reading. I finally got into uh uh Rob Liefeld did like a one shot of X Force called Kill Shot and uh you know, a, a lot of people give Liefeld a, a hard time. Uh, I think he rubs people the wrong way a little bit. And his art's a little bit, uh, you know, totally 90s. And, you know, the the saying goes, he can't draw feet, which still holds true. And I think he kind of just he kind of just owns it at this point. But uh, it was fun. You got to see some, you know, ca- so Cable's kind of m- creating a team. And the team exists of like characters, like there's like four, you know, three Deadpools, but it's a Deadpool from different times, mm-hmm. there's like different cables, but cables from different, and they're all on the same team. But it was cool. I mean, I'm a big sucker for the Deadpool, the X Force version of Deadpool, which is the gray and black uh, uniform. Yeah. And he's in there. Uh, to be completely frank, the story didn't make a ton of sense to me, but still fun. Uh, you got to see a blue and yellow Deadpool. Uh, which I don't even know what he's from, just to be honest, but kind of cool. My daughter was looking at it and she's like, that's Deadpool. I was like, yep. But still kind of cool to see the old team kind of tearing it up on a mission. And Did he look like uh, old school, like Wolverine style? I know because it was mostly blue. It was just reverse, but Wolverine does make an appearance in here. Huh. Oh, you know what? I've been reading, speaking of Wolverine, so the, uh, the Hulk Kate's run, I finally read the first two issues and uh, dude, so forget everything you've read other people reviews on this. Cause it's not getting like love, but I've had a ton of fun with it, man. I've been really a ton re- of fun. Like, I don't know. I've been almost like reluctant to pick it up. I'm like, should I, should I not? And I don't know. So I haven't gotten it yet. It's just fun. And so the idea mm-hmm. is, you know, we've always been told that, you know, the Hulk comes up, comes out from like, you know, Bruce Banner's anger. 
to protect us from evil things and bad things happening. But the spin here is what if the Hulk was actually protecting us from Bruce Banner this whole time? Mm. And so what happens is, is Bruce Banner's this total whack job, like just lost his mind. And what he's done, this is kind of hard to explain, to be completely honest with you, but he's trapped Hulk in an engine room and he's using the Hulk's like anger to pilot this kind of like mech, uh, like spaceship. But he's not huge. Like when you read the reviews of everybody critiquing, you're like, well, that's dumb. It's just like a big mech, like a big Iron Man suit or something like that. You know what I mean? Right. And so the power of it is um, driven like the the gasoline more or less is um, Hulk's anger. And so he keeps like he keeps Hulk angry in this room. And uh, it's crazy. It's super fun. Um, So that's that's been cool. I don't know. I just really dig it. Well, now you're talking me into it. I might have to pick it up. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it gets it gets. So, but one of the ways, one of the the scenes where he's trying to keep Hulk angry, he sends in this huge Wolverine to fight him and uh, just really cool art. I think it's Ryan Otley, man. Yeah. He's the dude who did uh, Invincible. Yeah. So it's very similar. You know, you got that really clean line. Uh, I don't know. I think you'd really like it, man. All right. I'll put it on my I, I think list. It's a, I think it's cool. And then I finished uh, Scotty Young's The Me You Love in the Dark. Yeah, how was it? Honestly, like the first three, I was just kind of like, okay, it's kind of slow. It's about this artist who, you know, goes away to a cabin who's trying to find her spark again, you know, and ends up kind of more or less running into this demon who either lives in this house or she created him, something like that. What? At first, I thought he was just kind of in the house always, but in this issue, issue five, he does mention that like she she drew him. So I didn't. Anyway, we'll skip over that part. But uh, super cool ending. She. I don't want to spoil it because it's it's worth the read. All right. Um, just a kind of cool story about an artist kind of trying to find finding her way, and I think that there's a lot more there than even I was able to pick up on about kind of you know the metaphors of of this sort of thing with the with the demon and trying to keep her locked in the house and. Um, but super fun. The art was great. Um, by Jorge Corona. I definitely would recommend it. Quick little five issue read. Very cool. Um, super fun, man. And then I watched, uh, episode issues and episodes, man. I watched episode four of Peacemaker. Dude, it's still so good, man. I know. I, I'll watch it eventually. I just haven't. Had dude, my, gotta get over the John Cena thing. I'll get over the John Cena, and I'll make time for it. I just gotta. Hopefully, I'll have a little break and be able to throw some TV watching on my list. Yeah, that's hard, man. Especially when it's no dad. Turn on, uh, you know, gosh, Gabby Cat again. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I cannot watch Louis. I don't know all kinds of those uh, shows, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, speaking of kids' shows, have you ever watched Paw Patrol? Dude, my son, he's not in as into it as much as he was, but he went through a straight up serious Paw Patrol phase. Yeah. We so, so. actually just bought the movie over the weekend so he could watch oh, it. Oh, 
I actually thought the movie was pretty cool. We watched it on Paramount Plus uh, when it first came out. Yeah, well, I think we watched it in theater, and then um, he wanted to watch it over the weekend, so we ended up buying it. Just I think through the Microsoft Store or YouTube TV. I can't remember, but yeah. Uh, but speaking of dogs, animated style, that gets us into our title book, our book of the week, Stray Dogs, uh, by Tony. Fleeks, flex. As you know, I'm going to keep my streak alive and totally butcher the creative team's names. So Tony Flex let's or Fleek. Let's just go with Tony. Let's go with Tony. Tony and Trish uh, Forstner uh, on on art duties. Um, I just want to jump the gun because I'm so excited to talk about this book. Um, blew me away. This is a story about a dog named Sophie who finds herself in a new home surrounded by a whole bunch of new dogs trying to find out how she got there, what she's doing there. And she starts to uh, piece together that maybe some nefarious shenanigans happened. Oh, yeah. Got her there. Oh, yeah. Um. Is there anything else you'd like to kind of say up front about, about stray dogs, kind of lay it on the table? Um, for me, this was one, um, I don't know. We might've mentioned it last week. This was one that I kind of just, I don't know, looked over, never saw myself reading, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm actually really bummed out that I didn't read it sooner uh, and that I didn't pick up like the single issues because some uh, of the dude, some of the art uh, on the single issues are so cool. And I mean, so, some of the best I've ever seen. Gosh, I love it. And so, um, yeah, I wish I would have got into this way sooner. And um, I can't wait. Yeah, let's get into it, man. I just, it's like one of those things where, you know, you keep seeing the reviews and they're like, nines 10 9 10 like not a single thing below an eight and you're like can't possibly be stray dogs yeah i'm like i don't know um but i read it four times in a week so good (laughs) it's so good yeah i loved it did you kind of want to open us up on issue one kind of lay the table for us yeah so issue one lay the table Lay the table. I said, do you want to lay the table for us? How about do you want to set the stage? Uh, anything's better than lay the table. Yeah, let's I set think. the stage here. So <laughs> issue one, you open up with, you know, the main main character, um, Sophie. And um, she's she's at the um, the vet's office. It looks like typical, I don't know, veterinarian appointment. And she just, um, she's just like one of those. I mean, we've all seen those little, the t- it's a small dog. I wish I knew what breed it was. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know the breed either, but it's just you know you see a lot of small dogs and they're always just like scared mm-hmm. all the time just because everything's yeah. bigger than them and um, but yeah. she's just like a frightened little dog like just looks freaked out and the art's really cool you can tell she's like visibly shaking you know I love real like just to I know I'm jumping here but because it starts more or less in kind of this like flashbacky mode and you're gonna get this again. It's always that that color quality here is different. It's it's brighter, a little faded. Um, it gives it's it gives you its own feel, you know. Yeah, and the the way that he captures emotion, I think, throughout this whole run is super cool. Like you can just tell she's just freaked, 
freaked she out. Freaked. Yeah. Um, as she's going through the appointment, the um, the owner, I guess you can just. I don't think she has a name. It's just lady. They call her the her yeah. lady or her person. Uh huh. Um, you know, she's worried that her dog's gonna hate her for you know taking her to to the vet and the um. The doctor mentions, oh, you know, dogs' memories, they don't work like that. You know, like short-term memories, it's not a big deal. She won't remember. Don't don't worry about it. And so next thing you know, Sophie is brought to a new home. And she doesn't know how she got there. She has no, like, no memory of her past. It's just like she almost, like, blacks out. It's like draws a huge blank. And it's now – It's almost like – it's like when she says, oh, it's just Bordella, not a big deal. Here's a shot. I'm like, man, what kind of Bordella vaccine did she get that knocked her out cold? Yeah. Because <laughs> she, she's really knocked out. But, I mean, you know. Yeah. It's actually Bordetella. What did I say? Bordella. <laughs> Bordella. Oh, man. Bordetella. Yeah. You know. but, um, Thank you. Yeah. So, it's super weird. She just almost like just blacks out. Anyway, so she wakes up. Or I'm presumed wakes up, but she just shows up to this um, random house and she's met by a ton of dogs. I think there's like 10 dogs, I want to say total. <laughs> Pause as we count. Yeah, let's count the page. No, but it is it is 10 other dogs and um, they all seem super friendly. And, you know, they do like typical dog fashion when they see a new dog. All of them rush up, you know, they're sniffing her. They're like, who's this new dog, you know? And, yeah. um, freaking her out even more. Yeah, of course, you know, she's, she's that timid, you know, dog. So she's freaked out. Like, what do you think all the dogs here, like art wise? So and- like, I'm like the very first scene here, right after the vet where it just jumps to them, just chilling and the new house as as they call him master is pulling up in the, in the van. They're just all their personalities are are already shining through, dude. Like Imogene, I wish he's like a big, uh, like uh, bear of a dog. Dude, huge, Just yeah. To- totally asleep. Uh, the Dalmatian staring out the window. Uh, you know, is it uh, Aldo's like a beagle, his ears up? Because, you know, that's what they're doing. And the pug and the chihuahua are playing. Uh, I just think it's already setting the stage like i just love it yeah immediately i, I it sounds kind of stupid to say this but immediately i love every every single one of these dogs i know and i mean both of us love animals but you in particular are such a dog lover you know and he like he just captures emotions of all these different dogs and you can just be you can just feel it you know super cool yeah and and the way she captures uh the hound dog down here just Man, I just want to cuddle that dude. He yeah. looks so comfortable. Yeah. So, yeah, I love him. What about you, man? Anyways, yeah, dude, I love him too. And when I first read through it, like, you don't notice, like, one of them has a missing leg. And so you yeah. immediately want to know his story. You're like, dude, why does this guy have three legs, you know? Yeah, yeah. So they all have their own thing going on. Um, Really cool, though. But anyways, yeah, Sophie's freaking out. They're all surrounding her, like just scaring the heck out of her. But then you get this one dog, his name's Rusty. He kind of pulls her aside and he's like, Hey, you know, you don't have to be scared. You know, you're safe now. Tries to calm her, calm her down. And, um, he's like, Hey, let's, you know, they go on a tour of the house. So he's kind of shows her the house while still comforting her. You know, he, he even mentions like, Hey, you know, our master will, he'll never throw you away like your other people did. Yeah. You know, 
But as they finish the tour, they show her outside, kind of show her the whole thing. She um, still just, I mean, you can imagine being thrown into a new place and have no recollection of your past. You're just freaking out still, you know? So she, yeah. she ends up having an accident in the house and all the dogs are like kind of just staring at her like shameful almost, you know? And they all just say, see you later. And they kind of just... <laughs> no, they all just walk away. Yeah, they all just walk away. And, and it's weird too because some of the dogs like... Some of them are like, oh, that's not cool. But then there's others like that are just like talking about a stick. Like, what's that stick I have? You know, just like typical uh, dog behavior almost, you know? <laughs> and what's the uh, the dog's name with three legs again? I'm having such a hard blank Victor. on his name. It's Victor. Yeah. Yeah. He's the one who reminds me of Marshall from Paw Patrol. Yeah. Yeah. A three-legged Marshall. Anyway. Um, yeah. He's a, but the, the little Chihuahua, I think his name's Henry because there's two Henrys. Yep. Uh, when Sophie has the accent in the house, he's just like, oh, not cool, new dog. Yeah. So it kind of gives you more like um, just more personality of all the other dogs, um, which is kind of yeah. cool. And then you see again, Rusty, he's almost kind of like, um, almost like the leader, you know, like he like stands out between all the other, other dogs, even though he doesn't look like the oldest, you know, like mm-hmm. it's not like seniority. He's just kind of like, the leader of the of the pack there at the new house. And so he, again, tries to comfort her and he's like, you know, we've all been in that place. We've all been a new dog. We get it. And so Sophie kind of just goes off by herself and just falls asleep. She kind of like hides, you know, still scared. And then this is where the story gets crazy mm-hmm. right here. Um, new master comes home, sees her freaking out, you know, finds her. And so he's like, here, let me, you know, warm you up and um, wraps her in this red, bright red scarf. And as soon as she sniffs this scarf, sends her to a flashback of her her original owner. And she sees her being murdered by her new master. What did you think of that, dude? It was rough, man. Oh, man. And then it's just like doubly hurts because it's like he's callous enough to wrap her in the scarf of her lady who he murdered. So crazy. I mean, some of these pieces, as you keep going and putting them together on this, this new master, man, like, Ooh. Yeah. Um, but I love the art here, especially on the fourth panel down her teeth. Mm-hmm. I know it's a weird thing to, to like focus in on, but just like the emotion and the drama as she's, as, as she's building it up as Trish Forstner is building it up. Right. Because it's the it's the zoom in, the close in on on Sophie and the scarf, then the light from the doorway with the boots, then the lady, no, no, stop, and then her just being choked out. Like I don't know. Like to me, um, it's almost like masterful. <laughs> That's like the best way I could put it. Like the the suspense building and and the fact that it's still leaving so much to have to be interpreted. Because uh, I mean, as far as we know, we see a boot and we see the scarf. And we know that, like, because Rusty is going to get into this, right? Like, well, we don't really know. Yeah. But for now, this is awesome. Yeah. The way the artist captured emotion is so, so good in this issue. And I mean, all the issues, yeah. it's so good. And um, anyways, immediately, she has, after she has this flashback, she like, she's in the, in the room with all the dogs and she freaks out. And so, she's trying to explain to all these dogs you know, what's going on. And they're just looking at her like, 
this crazy dog. Like we got a new dog in the house and it's some crazy dog and you know, no one believes her. And this is when you get to see the personality of Earl. And he is like one of the most like, you know, he's like the senior, one of the most senior dogs. He's probably been there the longest. You can kind of tell, you know, him and maybe Imogene. Mm -hmm. And um, he's a hound dog, dude. He smells everything. You know, hound dogs. That's just their breed. And he's like going off on her. No way. I would know if my, you know, master was a killer. Like that's impossible. You you know, he's just calling her out saying she's a liar basically. And, um, all the other dogs are like, yeah, you know, I'm with Earl on this one. Like you're crazy. And, um, you're probably just confused. You know, you're in a new place. I I don't buy. I love, I love the, the vocab that's given the dialogue for each dog matches the personality so well. Like, oh yeah. The way that Earl, the hound dog, uh, responds here, like he's foolishness. Like he's just, he's got this like aged sense mm-hmm. to him, you know, like everything's <clears throat> steeped in this, this like, this faux wisdom because he's just a dog, but it's a, that it just seems so appropriate. Yeah. And he has such a loyalty to his master too. He's like, no, yeah, like get out of here. You're new. I've been here forever. Like get lost with this nonsense that you're talking about, you know? And then it's so funny, like after she, you know, she freaks out, like the master is like, all right, let's go to bed. And then all of them just like run off. Like it's no big deal. Like typical dogs do, you know, it's so funny. I know. <laughs> and she's still kind of like just freaked. Those keywords. Right? Yeah. Yep, bedtime. Yep, yep. <laughs> let's roll. It's only exactly like a dog can be totally asleep and all, you know, like, especially my dog, you know, I have a lab, I'll say something or he'll hear something and he's like up and like just totally complete opposite of what he was just doing. Um, anyway, so yeah, now all the dogs are heading into, they all sleep in the master's room. So they're all going in there and his room is nuts. Like, what do you think of the art of his room? Like there's a snake hanging on the wall, multiple. Well, again, man, I know the paneling, like I'm going to just like, I don't know how much Trish Forstner's done, but I hope she continues to do this caliber of work forever. Yeah. Or just keeps working because He drops her on the floor. Like, obviously, the master carried her there. Yeah. And then it's just these snapshots of the, of the scary owl, a scary snake. And it's just the back of her head kind of taking it all in. And you're with her because you're you're assuming her place here, right? Like, you're looking with her and you're like, man, if I was this little dog, I'd be freaked out too. Yeah. Like, this is crazy. And this reminds me, like, earlier on, just really quick, right when she's brought there, one of the first things they show her on the tour is that stuffed bird. Mm, yeah, like and the in that room, there's all these deer heads, and so now in his room, there's all these these dead animals. Yeah, and uh, you know it zooms out even more, and it's just the eeriest, ominous bedroom. So, You're right. Yeah, and the dogs are just so comfortable in there. Like, the, like she's the only one aware of how creepy this whole situation yeah. is. Yeah, so she's still you know crazy. freaked out. All the dogs are just comfortable as can be, passing out. And um, here she goes. She has another flashback of her person, her lady, Mm -hmm. being murdered. Then she ends up, I think she just ends up falling asleep, you know, where she's at. And um, Rusty comes over and wakes her up. And he's like, hey, you know, I I don't know if I believe you, but I I still want to help you. He's like the, it's almost like he's like your brand new buddy. He's just a a good dude. Yeah, just a good dude. And he still wants to kind of help her because she's the new dog. Maybe, you know, she's still freaking out. And so he's like, you know, hey, let's 
let's um, search every corner of this place. I want to help you. And we're going to find out if he's a killer or not. And she's like, wait, what, what are you uh, talking about? Man. So here this kind of plays, yeah, this kind of plays into the beginning of dog's memories. So uh, you get kind of left with a cliffhanger at the end of issue one. Like she just yeah. freaked out and now she doesn't remember again. <sighs> I know. So it's super just, weird how, how like dogs, you know, memories work. And just kind of like a side, side note. This brought me like back to, I remember growing up, I was in junior high. We had, um, it was a lab. We, we always had labs like growing up throughout my whole life. And, um, junior high, we had this lab, maybe, maybe a year or so. He was still in the puppy stage and he ended up, um, getting out from our backyard and dude, we, he was lost. We didn't see him for months. So we were just like, all right, well, he ran away. Who knows what happened to him? I don't know if he got picked up. I don't know if he found a new home, whatever. You know, like two months goes down, goes by. I was driving down the street with uh, my stepdad and my mom. And we see this lady walking this dog. And it looked exactly like the puppy we had. And so my dad stops, gets out, sparks up a conversation with the lady. The lady found that dog. Couldn't find an owner. Of course, he didn't have his, you know, caller on with with um, his name or number, you know, or phone number to call. And the lady had him for so long, he totally forgot who we even were. So my dad was like, "Well, uh, it, that's probably our dog that you found, and but he's been with you so long. I'm glad he has a good home. See you later." So the, you know, that's kind of how it went. Like we never seen him again, and it was only that one time we seen him walking down the street. It was so weird, but it just—that's crazy. It just brought that up. I was like, "Dude, we had a dog that ran away, was gone maybe two, three months, and then didn't remember us at all, and we had him for at least a year. Like he was maybe just yeah. over a year old." So it's so weird how they're so weird how their memory worked. Really quick here, bro. Uh, isn't it funny that the hound dog's the one on the foot of the bed? Yeah, that dude. He is just the master's best buddy and and so that kind of ties into like you can tell he's been there the longest maybe he has the the best bond with the master you know or most loyalty Uh, so like issue one you bought in at this point like like how you feeling story-wise like yeah 100 percent. like i was like blown away like I, I originally bought this book for my daughter because she loves animals and she's like and she loves like scary stories and so this book was is hers and and um so she was telling me about it after she read it she's like oh it's so good and i was like yeah but after reading issue one you're you're just like everything's so good it makes you just want to keep going like i couldn't put this one down i know i started it really really late and i read issue one and i was like well here we go yeah here's the all-nighter yeah dude (laughs) um I just thought all the characterizations I felt for Sophie, uh, the flashbacks were so compelling. You just want to know more about this master guy. What the heck is going on? Is Sophie remembering correctly? Is is there something more going on here? Like, that's how you do an issue one, man. Yeah, big time. So that brings us to uh, issue two. And so like you said, where issue one leaves off with um, just a gut-wrenching Sophie telling Rusty what are you talking about? What murder? Yeah. I don't know what you're saying. Good boy. Rusty is like, I'm going to figure, I got this figured out. Don't worry. I'm, I'm going to go do something. So he goes and gets the red scarf again, brings it back, gives it to Sophie. 
And immediately she remembers again. Yeah. And then immediately it's food time. <laughs> so <laughs> they all run down. I love the scene of them all eating kind of in a row. But but the sad thing here is why does Sophie not have food? Like, do you I see didn't that even panel? notice like, that. Yeah. She has no bowl, man. Wow. I didn't even notice that. You're absolutely right. Maybe she's, who knows? Maybe she's, you know, since she's a new dog, he's not prepared. Because obviously yeah. he just brought her home after, you know, murdering her mas- her uh-huh. master, previous yeah. master. So maybe, yeah. yeah, maybe he's not set up yet for that new dog. Yeah. And so uh, Rusty, as we, as I think we talked about, uh, time moves fast for me, but the private room that they weren't allowed to get into uh, in issue one, <clears throat> which they are convinced just as a place for treats. Yep. Uh, but Sophie being... The ever clever dog thinks, nah, if we're not allowed in there, there must be a reason. And so Rusty and her come up with a plan to get into uh, the private room because they think this is going to hold the answers or clues to, you know, find out what this master guy really is, what he's really up to. And so right after dinner, master is taking Aldo, uh, the beagle, for a drive and as they're gone rusty and sophie immediately go on to their new mission the problem is though is that the private room is always locked and so rusty is just telling her over and over we're not getting in man it's always locked (laughs) so sophie ever determined just bumps the door with her head click wide open so Rusty's just uh, usually he keeps it locked. Yeah, he, he, dude, the look on his face and he's kind of like cocking his head off to the side, like, uh huh. He's so confused. Yeah, yep. <laughs> uh, I just love all the the ways uh, they capture dogs. So good here. Yeah, um, me too. So they get into this room uh, and immediately Rusty smells trouble. I mean, that's his first words. And so as they're sniffing around, uh, first the first scene you see is he's got a lot of women's clothes. Yeah, and this everywhere the the way she did the art too, like the whole house everywhere they're at, it's super open, it's bright, you know, the yeah. sun shining in everywhere. And then you th- go to this when they get into this room, and it's just it looks like a dungeon. Yeah, Com- no lights on at exactly. all. Exactly. And not even a cracked window. No. Your assumption is, is that it's such a private room. He has windows with like cardboard taped over them or something. Dude, exactly. Yeah, um, is there tinfoil up in the windows or something that's blocking out the sun? It's like he definitely yeah, doesn't want yeah. anybody to see what's going on in this room mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, and so they 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 both see the women's clothes and uh, <laughs> Rusty still... Trying to defend Master a little bit. Yeah. Like trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe maybe he just likes these things. Yeah, he even mentions, he's like, we don't even know what his job is. Like, like that's <laughs> going to really justify him having a ton of women's clothes. <laughs> yeah. But I love how the default for the dogs when they want to defend him is always, well, he feeds us. Yeah. He gives us shelter and he feeds us. Yeah. and And then treats. That's the other big one. But, you know, so they're sniffing around this room. They run into a coyote. Rusty has to explain to Sophie that a coyote is a wild animal. I like I like that yeah. whole scene. Yeah. Um, so as they're digging around, though, Master gets home or has already been home, and they were unaware. He sees them in there, 
and Rusty gets in trouble. Yeah. But Sophie kind of hides in a box and I guess is not spotted right away. Is that your take on that? Yeah. It looks like she immediately jumps back into this box and um, Rusty mm-hmm. kind of takes the brunt here. And so Sophie freaked out, kind of runs and hides in a closet. Um, and as she's in there, one of the creepier scenes to me, she's in the closet and Master's sitting at his desk in his private room. Working out some pickup lines, it seems like. This part was so... Uh, with every dog, ha- ha- is like he's trying it with each different dog. Yeah. It, it's like he's like rehearsing how he's going to talk to these women at wherever he's meeting in dog parks or whatever. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's so weird. Uh, it's so bizarre. And so she's just relieved that she's not not spotted. Falls backwards, knocks, knocks over some boxes. He's walking back. But she's kind of hidden. Uh, in the boxes so he doesn't spot her right away but she has a nervous flashback and this is i didn't pick up really on the first read through um but it's her at a dog park with her lady Mm -hmm. um before the the bad events happened and uh it looks like we're supposed to assume that she kind of ran into into the feet of the of the new master there at the dog park. Yeah. It's almost like she had a flashback with his boots. Cause she's like on the ground after yeah. this crash yeah. and he, he opens the closet doors and you see his boots. And then her flashback happens with, this is how uh, she originally yeah. ran into this guy at Ooh. the dog park. I'm assuming. Yeah. Dog park. Yeah, and like it's just his boots again. And, um, so mm-hmm. again, another cool flashback. And then right, right as he's reaching in to see what the heck's going on in there, rusty, the forever amazing friend that everybody needs in their life yep. uh, creates a huge scene to draw master out of the room. And uh, he gets in the, he gets in some pretty bad trouble. What happens to rusty here? Yeah, he comes, he comes to a rescue and causes a mess in, in the front room and master gets fired up. Oh man. And um, he takes him out. Is this the first time you see him cuss? Or it's a, uh, only one of at least a couple. I think so. And um, he takes Rusty off to the shed for punishment, man. And all the other dogs are like keeping tabs on it and um, watching him out and they the all window. Know. Oh yeah, they yeah, all they all know immediately. Like what's happened? Oh, the bad thing. Yeah. So this isn't the first time the shed's been used. No. Yeah, they know dogs only go out there for punishment. And that is a creepy looking shed with some sort of red glow coming out of it. it makes you feel like inside of there is nothing but hellfire yeah, or something. Yeah. It is an ominous shed, man. Yeah. And again, Rusty taking the brunt of punishment for um for Sophie here. And then <laughs> I love that it's like the same sort of thing, like you were saying earlier, happens immediately. Like this crazy thing happens, but then dogs immediately go back to being dogs and it cuts to, you know, the pug and the chihuahua playing tug of war. Yeah. Imogene still sleeping, always sleeping as tight. This whole paneling right here as like it goes from, you know, sunny to, hit, you know, as just getting darker and darker. He never moves. No. Imogene is. Imogene a girl? I think it's a female dog. Yeah. Okay. So she never moves. I just love it. Yeah. So funny. So right then, it's bedtime, but before bedtime, they all go outside. You know, they're all giving Sophie a hard time, and she's apologizing. Yeah. And he lets he lets Rusty out of the shed. His punishment's been served, I suppose. Uh, and you find out that his paw is a little beat up. Yeah. So I guess you're supposed to assume Master may, oh, yeah. may have tweaked his leg somehow. Yeah, he physically hurt him, I, I'm pretty sure. And yeah. even back in when he caught him in the room originally – 
you hear a, or you you don't uh, see it, but you hear a kick and a, a yipe. Yeah, and then so I'm sure in there, um, he, yeah. he had to late you know laid into him for sure. <clears throat> yeah, and so you're kind of more and more of this stuff keeps like adding up about Master and you know Sophie seems to be like onto something, right? Like the dogs are even aware that like bad things are happening. But anyway, so they're coming back inside for, for bedtime. And, uh, Aldo, the beagle who earlier went out for a ride with master, uh, they decide, let's ask this guy some questions. Yeah. What exactly went down while you were out? And, uh, I don't know. What did you think about this? What kind of breaks down here? I mean, it it just kind of more confirms Sophie's story than anything, yeah, you know, yeah. he, he kind of says, Oh, we just, you know, we went for a ride. We, um, use master's click box, take some pictures of some ladies. <laughs> click box. I love yeah. that line. <laughs> and so it almost is like backing Sophie's, you know, story of the master. I love Rusty's face here. When all, when Aldo first says, Oh, we went on a ride to the dog park and we met a lady with a dog and Rusty's like, Oh no. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's, it's just like more confirmation of, okay, this dog might not be so crazy. So as they're kind of sitting there and Sophie's like, Oh, you're taking pictures of lady. You find out that while Sophie was in the private room hiding, pulled out a picture of somebody and hid it under her bed, pulls it out and says, Oh, was this her? Was this the lady you were taking? Because obviously she doesn't know how pictures work. Yeah. <laughs> she just knows she has this thing and this yep. is what you're talking about. Pulls it out. Is this her? All the dogs sniff it. No, 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 no. We don't know. Um, except for like sometimes in this book, there are these page turns that are just, oh, so good. So freaking good. Yeah. And so, um, and all those like, nope, that wasn't her. Uh, she was different. And then all you see is a word balloon, uh, you know, off panel coming in saying, wait, then where did you get that picture? And you turn the page and it is the the saddest Roxanne uh, who says, I remember her. That's my lady. Yeah. It's such oh. a crazy page turn. And you, again, the emotion is captured very well. And um, again, you the issue ends and you just are – you got to keep reading. Yep. You know, you can't stop reading. Yeah. I know. And uh, just her, her paw up like that and the tears in her eyes, just the artwork here is, and Aldo's face down there in the corner. It's just so good. Yeah. It's such a good issue, dude. And you, you just, you can't stop though. This it's, I don't know. I couldn't put this book down. So that leads us to three. Yeah, issue three. It opens, you know, right off where we left off. They're they're outside. I'm assuming it's early morning next day. Um, yep. And now that Roxanne and Sophie have memories of their original master, or I don't don't want to say original master, but their last master. Right. They um they want to get back in that in that room, see what else is in there, mm-hmm. see, see what else they can dig up, and um. As they're outside trying to come up with a plan, um, you know, Roxanne sits there and she kind of gives her um, a little flashback of her previous person and her previous life before she came to this house, you know. Mm -hmm. She looks so happy. Yeah. 
and, and then, you know, who comes along? Old Earl, dude. Freaking Earl. And he Sometimes, is, Earl. He's just such a loyal dog. Like I said, he's been there the longest, I think. You can kind of tell he's like, mm-hmm. he, he's just the loyal hound dog. And yeah, it's like from the outside, you're annoyed with Earl, but you're like, man, having Earl as your dog would be really cool to have such a loyal friend like that. Yeah. That's what I kept thinking the whole time. Like, man, my dogs do not do this for me. Yeah. <laughs> exactly dude he's just such the loyal dog dude to his master he yeah. he gives him the most important thing shelter and food and treats every once in a while <laughs> that's yeah, all earl, you know that's all earl needs dude yes. that's all he needs <laughs> and um here this is kind of a cool part in the story this is like right when earl's talking like sophie realizes you know that they their memories they keep forgetting and so she's like hey how mm-hmm. about we remind each other yeah of each other come up with a plan yeah so they they cannot forget because if they forget then they're just going to be they're going to probably turn out like earl yeah (laughs) you know and um so they're coming up with a plan and then you see like what do you think of the growth of sophie at this point from where she started (laughs) to how she is now First of all, I, re- I actually really like that comment that they're all going to end up like Earl. <laughs> yeah, that was, dude. That was a good one. Uh, I actually love it, man. I think for some reason, too, for for this breed of dog, like they chose the right one. Like it's believable. Like you'd see it happening. Uh, this tena- The tenacity, you know, like she's going to hold on to it. She knows it's important. Um, holding on to that, fighting for it. Like it's believable. Uh, you're in on her side. You want to find out more. Um but Roxanne here, you're crushed for her because she's just devastated. And uh, yeah. so you're like, there's part of you that's like, what's the benefit of remembering? Like, that's what I kept going. Like, do you really want to remember the bad thing? But it's like, at the same time, yeah, because you don't want to be at a mass murderer's house not knowing what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's a weird sort of like between a rock and a hard space, man. Yeah, for sure. I don't know if I answered your question completely, but I actually really do like uh, where they've taken her so far by this point. Yeah, she's almost like not, you know, not that scared, timid dog anymore. You know, she's like, yeah, she's yeah. like, start, like she even Rusty still kind of like doesn't believe her a hundred percent, even though Roxanne uh-huh. now is on board, and she like is like barking orders at Rusty, like kind of you know raising her voice and getting loud with Rusty, and is like. You know, like, I know you don't remember, yeah. but Roxanne and I do, you know. I love the coloring on those panels where it gets really serious and it's just a, like, flat red. Dude, yeah, so good. Anyways, they're trying to come up with a plan. And then, of course, Master comes home. So, all the dogs, what do they think? Food. 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 So, they're just all running home. They're like, okay, it's time for dinner, you know, and they're all busting home. So, on the way back in, you know, Roxanne, Sophie, and... um rusty they're like hey we need we need to figure something out and all of a sudden roxanne she um smells something you know something familiar so she goes over and they um find their way underneath like the back porch of this guy's house um as they're under there victor follows the man he's like hey what are you guys doing in here you know victor's kind of like yeah he's just kind of like the that clumsy old dog he the one with three legs and he just is like kind of happy-go-lucky doesn't really know you know and so like i know nobody is interested in this except for me but i'm gonna say it anyway it's like it's more of the marshall thing like it's that dalmatian-y like in the marshall's always the one getting in trouble like he's the one that enters the 
pod and he is always like knocking everybody down or making a mess. And like, I just get the same sort of vibe here. Like it must just be a Dalmatian thing. Yeah. And it's captured really well here. Yeah. It, it's funny. And the three leggedness really does help you like, you know, get more attached to it, like feel for it. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, it's funny cause they're all serious and you know, Victor's just kind of like, what's going, what are you guys doing? You know? <laughs> so they, they stumble under there and they see what looks like almost like, I don't know if they're grave sites. Um, but they see these mounds of dirt under there. And so immediately Roxanne's like, Hey, let's, let's check it out. Let's dig. She starts digging like crazy. Rusty's kind of like, Hey, you know, we're going to get caught. Let's, you know, master's home. Let's yeah. get out of here you know, stop digging, but Roxanne's on a mission. Oh man. On Definitely. a straight mission. And, um, of course master's like, what's, what's going on under here? He, he obviously hears them. He sees, you know, there's, um, this little door to the underneath the porch is open. So he, he gets down there and he's looking, looking under there, see what's going on. Mm-hmm. But, um, they do something, I don't know, really smart. And they jump in to where they were digging yeah, jump into one of those holes. Yep. So they all hide. Um, Master's like, all right, closes the door and leaves. And now they're trapped under there. So Master's going back poor, up. Poor Victor. Yeah, dude. Master's going back up to feed the dogs. And um, they realize, hey, if we're not up there, he's going to, you know, he's going to know something's up. So they're like, all right, we got to dig out. So they start digging out and they're like, where's Victor? And he's, <laughs> he's stuck down in that Poor hole, Victor, dude, with his three he's legs. He's only got three legs. <laughs> they're like, Poor dang. Dude. So they jump back down there. They help, um, they help him out. They end up digging out and going back into the house to eat. And of course, yeah. dude, they all roll in. Dirty as hell. <laughs> and um, yeah, they're all like just covered in mud. And so the master's like, all right, well you know, bath time for you guys in the morning. And I do notice here how you brought it up last time. There were four of them that were outside. They are, there are four dishes now on the ground. So it's like, you know, now the master's prepared to uh, feed Sophie. Yeah. Yeah. So good job pointing that out. I didn't even see that in the, in the first time. Gucci is so appalled by how di- dirty they are. The big long haired poodle. She is just not happy. And it. that would be the type of dog that would not yeah. want to get dirty, dude. I know. So funny. Oh, man. Anyways, um, after they eat, they all kind of, you know, gathered around and they're telling the other dogs about this. And of course, dude, who's there to to call, call them out? To rain on the parade. Earl, bro. Earl. <laughs> and he's like, nope. You didn't find nothing, you know, like it's just dirt under there is all you guys found. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, as they're kind of just like arguing back and forth, you know, they, um, Roxanne lays this piece of, I don't know, is that like a piece of clothing or what is it? It's like some sort of piece of clothing. Yeah. Like a scarf or a shirt or something. Yeah. And Roxanne's like, well, I found this and everybody sniffs it. And of course everybody's like, no, I don't know what that is. But then you have Victor. He's like, wait a second. I didn't sniff it. And as soon as he sniffs it, man, red panel. you get that cool red panel and it brings us a flashback of uh, Victor uh, and you see how he lost his leg. Um, he this was, one was one of the harder flashbacks for me. Yeah, it was tough. Victor's had a rough life, man. I know, man. So he, he was in a fire. Um, his leg got injured and they ended up having to amputate it. And the, um, it looks like he got adopted by, um, someone that worked at the fire station. 
Yeah. So you can tell he, you know, he became your typical Dalmatian on a fire truck just with three yeah. legs. And, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And in this flashback, one of the things I think is important early on is he's laying on that couch in the fire station staring at that 911 sign. Yep. And so you, he knows and he, he, he had a, at least he, you, you, you get a feeling he was at the fire station for a while, you know, being yeah. a fire dog. And then um, all of a sudden it goes to the flashback of his lady getting murdered by the new master. And he's like, he tells all the ducks. Now this is three that are confirmed. Hey, we got to get out, you know? And I love how every single time that happens, the sense of urgency in every single dog, you saw it in Sophie, like immediately. Yep. You saw it in Roxanne immediately. And then continuously, like with her being the one who is really trying to dig up the graves, really trying to find something. And now uh, with Victor, just immediately goes off. Yeah. And so like there, there's no sort of in between. Here. No, it's, they're dogs. Full throttle. And yeah. so they're trying to come up with a plan and Victor has like this moment of like genius. He's like, I remember on the phone, there's a nine one one button you can hit and the good guys help's going to come, you know? So they're like, we can't talk to people though. Like, how are we going to do this? You know? So they go over there. He's like, we have to try. They knock over the phone, they hit that button. And then there's just, dogs barking on the phone like <laughs> just going crazy yeah, just going nuts and then you get loyal earl he's like you know forget this i can't handle this he goes upstairs and he alerts master of what these dogs are doing master comes down all the dogs kind of realize that master's down there and they kind of back off except victor he's focused 100 percent. so master picks up the phone says it was a mistake immediately grabs victor Guess where he's going, uh, dude? Punishment. Uh, All the dogs know it. Like the bot, like they just know. Uh, oh, he's he's busted. You know, one of the crazy things here that I didn't pick up the first time. Sorry to interrupt you. Is that piece of scarf that they brought in? They reminded Victor. Master picks it up as he's picking up the phone. You think he kind of knows? Maybe they were messing around under the porch. You see him there, yeah, like it's right by the phone. I do. See and then it. as he picks up the whole set, it's in his hand. And then he's he still has it in his hand as he's putting the leash around. Even when he's walking Victor, out. And he's holding it on the way out, yeah. Yeah, very cool. I didn't even notice that the first few times I read through it. Nice. Crazy. Yeah, very cool. So you got to know he's kind of like, I'm sure he's like, dude, how do they find this? You know, like. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but. I turned the page. I shouldn't have done it. Yeah. So anyways, so Master takes him out back to the shed. All the dogs are freaking out. They want to know what's going on with Victor. You know, they're they're racing upstairs to look at the window to see what's going on. He doesn't go in the shed though, man. He he takes him behind the shed. Oh, gosh. And then our last page, it's such a crazy pain page turn. You just see uh, bang and like a flash of light uh, behind the shed. And then all the dogs' faces looking out. Oh, man. And it, like, seriously, this is my fifth time seeing this this week, yeah. and it still hurts just as much. That scene, that panel right before the page turn with the bang, though, where Victor is rubbing his face on Master's leg, like just trying to be, you know, affectionate and cute. And Master just, Victor, no. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, just, oh my goodness, man. It's crazy. Yeah. And you know what I love? On that page turn with the bang in the shed, 
this might be me reading too much into it. Uh, but bang kind of written inside that shed, like makes me know like that that sound was kind of muffled. Yeah. Like it could have been a real big bang, but this kind of gives you that impression that that shed was, you know, offering some sort of, uh, hmm. sound blocker or yeah. something. You know, I think that just is kind of interesting, yeah. kind of cool no, sort cool. of use of, of what they're doing there. But man, I don't know, dude, that, that hurts, dude. Yeah, dude. You never like as a dog owner, dog lover, not only is this guy now murdering people, he's straight murdering the dogs. Ah, uh, man. Yeah. And it's that crazy, just, too, that I think about it. Like, there's so much emotion in the dogs. This dude has, like, no emotion. Zero. Zero. Zero, man. Like, the whole time. Yep. And so, that turns into, leads us into uh, chapter four. But at the end of three, what are you thinking, man? Are you, like, I got to find out what happened? <laughs> yeah. I keep going. Every, yeah. every end of each issue is so good. Like, yeah. that's why I wish I would have picked this up in singles because I would have been like, dude, I can't wait for the next one to come out. I know. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, issue four, chapter four. Uh, this one's interesting, right? Because it starts with a flashback that's like not brought on by anything. Right. You kind of got Earl here uh, playing around in a pink room. And uh, obviously, I mean, you don't need to know the ending. That's master. Giving him some treats. Yeah, that's where he, he knows. Telling him, yeah, saying no barking. And, uh, but that's all you get. You kind of get this quick little flashback. So you're, you see Earl with Master, Master's giving him a treat, and then a bowl of cereal. But that's what, <laughs> that's what you're given right now. Yeah. But then I love the page turn, and it's immediately, uh, loyal Earl sitting there next to Master eating cereal at the table while he's flipping through pictures of, Women. Yeah. And all the other dogs. I love that panel. They're all freaked out. They're all scared out of their mind. And loyal loyal Earl, he's just sitting right over there like no big deal, you know? Yeah, yeah. And he's, he's just like, hey, just because he likes to look at picture the pictures of the ladies that he takes doesn't mean he's a murderer. Yeah, he's not a killer. And even though, you know, one of us just got shot out back i'm still loyal because he feeds me and gives me shelter yep well that's the funny part here right because now master's about to head out the door uh he's putting some black gloves on they're all complaining about being hungry man (laughs) master leaves without feeding them and the little pug of course it's the little pug yep just uh he's leaving without feeding us yeah that's my dog that's all he cares about it every day (laughs) (laughs) so um you know, he leaves and Sophie's convinced, you know, that dude is going to kill all of us. Yeah. Earl. No, no, no. So there she is trust trying so hard to get Earl to see the bright side here and just constantly tell him just because you don't remember. All that proves is that you don't remember. Yeah. I love how staunch Earl is in his own belief. You know, mm-hmm. I would know. Yep. I'm a hound dog. I could smell it, you know, from earlier, but um, I've been here since I was a pup. And uh, so kind of what's going to go on in this issue here, as they're all kind of arguing with with Earl here, trying to get him to see it, Rusty, the ever best friend, decides to say, I remember now, too. I remember he killed my lady. 
just to kind of get Earl to be quiet, to know that there's another dog going on. But it turns out Rusty isn't really telling the truth, right? Yeah. I mean, he does it as, I think, you know, he's that leader. Like, he's all the other dogs. If he says it, then maybe all the other dogs will follow in line. Right. Because since he's like the leader of the dogs. Because you get Sophie, she's the crazy new dog, you know, and, and two other dogs that aren't maybe too high in the pack or whatever. And um, so if Rusty says it, even though, like you said, yeah. he he doesn't he doesn't remember yet, right? Th- maybe all the other dogs jump on board. Yeah, and it seems like that's working, and that's kind of making Earl a little upset. Yeah, because like even here, the little H- Henry, the little Chihuahua, like Sophie's right, he's gonna kill all of us. Yeah, uh, and then they're just like, we can run. Uh, but Earl is just constantly like, shut it down. It's not true. Victor's not dead, right? That's the, that he's like, Victor's not dead. We don't even know that he's dead, despite, you know, having heard the bang. And so Sophie decides, I'm going to go investigate. She goes outside. They're all sniffing around the shed. They smell Victor everywhere, outside the shed, inside the shed. Sophie, who now all of a sudden is the bravest dog you ever met in your whole life is going to go into the gnarliest shed you've ever seen. Um, I'm not sure it was a good idea. No, definitely not a good idea. It kind of goes down. And I like how, like, Earl is still in the house. Like, there's one panel. Just looking at him in judgment. Yeah, and it's almost like, do you think he's thinking now, okay, maybe there's a little bit of truce here? Or do you still think he's like, no, these dogs, they don't know what they're talking about? Is he in denial? I do yeah, I do. St- I do think that there has been enough now. Not to use a phrase I used in a previous episode. I'll use again. There's a stone in Earl's shoe, more or less, in his paw. It's, it, I think he's kind of asking the question a little. Bit. Yeah, I think so too. Because you'll see that. Because all of a sudden he's gonna, you know, in the next issue what he's up to. But so they, well, might be it's this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're right. This is the beginning of that real stone in his shoe, where he's just like, I don't know. Because he ends up sitting right outside the, the private room. The locked door, yep, yep. And you see him sniffing it. But then it cuts back to the shed. Sophie runs in. And uh, then she immediately runs out. Red panel. Yep. <laughs> Just leave. Run away as fast as you can. Don't ever look in there. Just trust me. Get. Go. Yep. That's wrong. Yeah. But... um. I don't, I don't forget, I forget his name, but the, the kind of like, I think it's like a bull terrier here or something, or maybe just a pit bull. Yeah. Yeah. Pops his little head in there. And what do they see? But the most devastating, second most devastating thing that has happened. I, I did not expect this on this page turn, uh, you know, like I expected I it to be a little wild in there. Like maybe just see, <laughs> I, but this is a crazy page turn for me. Oh my gosh. And the whole, I just love how, you know, that red light glow on the whole panel. Uh, that's, that's consistent with the glow we've seen in the shed. So I, yep. I don't know how he's lighting it up in there, but my goodness, the dude has this uh, yeah. ominous sort of fetish here. But Victor's skin is hanging from a hook. Dude, not only that, there's multiple skulls hanging up. It looks like there's like, I don't know, eyeballs on the table, maybe some nails. Shears and axe. Oh, my God. And so this, you know, he's murdering. Those eyeballs? It looks like it. Those are eyeballs. Yeah, dude. Oh, he, my he's, God. He's murdering humans. He's he's yeah. skinning dogs, almost like a tax. Some other, like, dog skeletons hanging up. Yeah, like too. he's a taxidermist. Yeah. And so Rusty 
joins Sophie in the in the chorus of run, just run, yeah, get out of here. And there, oh man, um, that's who is it again? The what's his name? The pit bull dude. I always forget the his bull name. terrier. The bull terrier. <laughs> this is so bull terrier dude like i my cousin has a bull terrier he just runs head first into the fence like that's gonna get get the job done and that panel it kills me and rusty's just like it's not we can't do it fence is too high the fence goes deep down into the ground uh and so as as they have just experienced finding uh victor's skin hanging on a hook uh, and the panic that's ensuing, it then cuts to lonely old Earl sitting outside the private room uh, that is now unlocked. So with a stone in the shoe, as I like to say, he decides to wander on in using the old hound dog nose. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he knows something's up pretty quick because he decides to keep going in, which isn't like Earl because he was never untrusting right. of the master, not even for a second. But he's getting a weird vibe in this room too, right? He's starting to put it together right here. He's starting to yeah. finally realize, okay, maybe all these dogs, you know, weren't crazy. And there is some truth to it. And so, yeah, he's he's on the hunt, dude. Typical hound yeah, dog, like, sniffing around. He, he wants to figure out what's going on. Yeah. <clears throat> and the other dogs are continuing to freak out, trying every exit to get out of the house. He's up there sniffing. Master gets home. Aldo F. Yeah. Aldo knows something's going down now that Master's coming home. Yep. So Rusty just wants them all to hide. And uh, it looks like uh, our boy Earl stumbled upon a locker. Maybe he didn't want to ever stumble upon. Mm-hmm. And uh, kind of f- finishes the flashback for him. Like, you want to kind of walk us through that one? Yeah, dude. Right when Earl opens his locker, he has his flashback back to that kind of that pink room that we see in the beginning of this issue. And you see his master is giving him treats and not one, a ton of treats and just telling him to be quiet, you know, just here's some treats while he eats these treats. What's master doing? Killing his lady, killing his other person. And then you see, you know, Earl on the ride home gets dropped off at the new home. And when he's dropped off, it's like a, a endless cycle that he sees because he's now the youngest puppy and there's all these dogs just surrounding him. Sniffing, licking him just like Sophie. And if you look at him, not one of those dogs are there right now. There it's all these other dogs in this house and he's the youngest one. So that, you know, goes to, to um, tell you right there that he's probably been in the house the longest. That's why his loyalty was such at a, you know, high High place there. So as he's experiencing that, you turn the page, and some of those dogs you see in these in that panel, their heads are hanging up in a locker. I see at least two or three of them from that very oh, yeah. same panel. Nope, yeah, and you see at Victor. least three. Yeah, and you see Victor up top. Oh my he's gosh, the, man, the, your heart just the newest kill. He's mounted up there like a trophy. Yeah, and um, and Earl is pissed. Earl's loyal. He is putting it together. His loyalty His done. changes immediately, bro. But at the same time, the master sitting there. Yeah. Go ahead. At the Sorry. same time, you have you know he turns around in the same scene, and the master's sitting right there with the shotgun mm-hmm. pointed right at him. 
his teeth, the Earl's teeth in this. I just love them. Yeah, dude, the art Man, is awesome. Ferocious. Oh, gosh, I love, yeah, I love it. And again, dude, every single issue, the ending of the issues the is ending. so good. I know, I know. And uh, not only his teeth here, I love that his hair standing up. Yeah, dude. The- like he's on, he's, he's fully, he's fully ready to do what needs to be done. I think. Yeah, here. for sure. Like he's going, he's going to town. Yeah. But that brings us to the, to the last issue. But before we get there, like where are you at right now? Emotionally in the story? I think I'm at a point where you just realize how mentally crazy the master is. Like it's at a whole new level. Yeah. I think like at first you're like, okay, he's just a murderer, but no, like it's something, it's a, like a whole new level. Right. Like, I don't know, man. He, You can just tell he's crazy. Not like, okay, so he murders women. He has weird like conversations with himself about how he's going to like introduce his dogs to women at the park. Like, it's just so weird. You can just see how just mentally crazy this guy is. And I mean, yeah, I'm right with you. Yeah. It's, uh, you're kind of thinking now, okay, all the dogs are in out at this point. Earl's in on it at this point. What the heck's going to go down? We've got an issue left. And I love issue five. It's such like action packed, fast paced, like from the start to finish. So you open up master's pissed that rust or that um, Earl's in there. Earl now knows that everything he's been told by all these other dogs is true. Yeah, I love just really quick not to cut you off. He says, "Master, what Master says to uh, to Earl here, you don't ever come in this room, and you don't ever show me your teeth." Yeah, because he's just sitting there full on. Yep, like you can see his gums. He's growling so hard, dude. You're in punishment, and then the page yep. turn is so cool. Woo! It's one of my favorite page turns. I think. I think it's my second favorite. We're gonna get another one. <laughs> And that is my ultimate. So you favorite. get this, you get this page where Earl just lunges right at Master, and not just like, dude, lunges for his neck. I know, man. you know, He's going for the kill, bites him right on the. He's neck. a hound dog, right? So he knows. Yeah, dude, bites him right on the neck, and then you get a um a picture of the whole house, and you hear a bang. So he drops the gun while getting bit on the bit on the neck. So the gun goes off, and um, all the dogs are like, "What was that?" Um, you know, and, and it's so funny because you look at the pug and he's like loud sound, hunting sound. <laughs> and the beagle. Yeah. And so they're like, <laughs> they're kind of freaked out. And um, they're like, everyone's, you know, here except um, Imogene because they, they kind of don't know where Earl was at at this point, you know. Yeah. At first I was a little bummed. I was like, man, they don't even like think about Earl. Like I know he's a jerk. But- yeah. But they put on the page turn, they do. Yeah, and then they're like, oh, wait, Earl's gone too. And then you just see Earl running out of the room, blood hanging out of his mouth, another bang. So now um, Master's up after getting bit. He's shooting at the dog. and Just um, blanket shooting up his own house. Yep. He wants to kill this dog so bad. Dude, that just shows you the level of craziness, I think, in this guy. You see all the dogs looking up at Earl as he's running down the stairs, and he's just like, run, run. Yep. Master's following him right behind Loading his shotgun. He's ready to just looks like he wants to just kill every dog. He's ready to I, I honestly thought he was going to. Yeah. 
Like that's the intent I had or the intent I felt from him was, oh, at this point, these dogs are done. Yeah. And then you get another page turner. (laughs) This is my favorite one. But hold on really quick, because right before this, like you got Earl running with a bloody mouth right past Imogene. And it shows a close up on her face. And she's sitting there, can barely open both eyes. Yeah, Imogene hasn't done anything this entire series except sleep and eat. But she even even she knows something's going on. Oh yeah. On now. As Earl's running down the stairs, this page turn, you get Imogene right behind Master, just lunging at him, mm-hmm. pushing him down the stairs. Oh, dude, look at! I just love the way they capture like emotion on each dog, and right here on Imogene, dude. Cause you, Dude. she's such. She looks like a bear. She's yes, right now. like the whole time she's just such a laid back dog, and then you see this, you're like, dang. Um, yeah. He falls down the stairs. The gun goes off again. He gets shot, and um, Earl now being loyal to all the dogs, he says, "I said run," because all the dogs are kind of just <sighs> like, "What do we do?" You know, yeah. and yeah. Earl jumps through the window to the front yard, just crashes through the window. You get a full spread. It's such a cool. So awesome. I love how you can see all the other dogs, like in the pieces, shards of glass in the background. It's so cool. They're just like, uh, what's going on? If Earl's acting this crazy, something real weird must be going on. He was the one that was like not believing us. And now he's crashing through the window. Um, he lands outside they're all kind of worried about Earl now because there's glass everywhere. And Earl still is just saying, run, like, let's go. Mm-hmm. We need to run. And um, all the jo- all the dogs get out of there besides Imogene. And um, now Sophie's like, I'm not going out. She's got to get this her. frustrates me. Yeah. She's like, I got to get this car. I think part of it, though, too, is you flip back to issue two. She doesn't want to forget, you know. So she's I like, know. I got to go back and get the cigar for I'm going to forget, you know, kind of thing. I know. So they're like telling her no. She goes back in. Master's getting back up and she has, you know, a flashback, a, but a cool flashback, you know. She mm-hmm. has a flashback of um, her lady. And um, you remember in the very beginning, Sophie was such a timid, scared little dog. But now she's not. In this flashback, it's of her master or her lady. And, you know, she's just like, it's mm-hmm. okay, Sophie. It's okay. Go run. Like, you don't need the scarf anymore. And so, um, Master now is crashing out the front door. All the dogs now are running, and he just starts shooting. Shoots Roxanne in the back hip. She's kind of like uh, playing it off. Oh, I'm fine. Keep running. But she's not fine. She she falls down. Master's coming up on her. Master's about to take her out. He's loading the shotgun yeah. again. But right before he can... Sophie jumps out. She says, forget the scarf. Now that, she, you know, she had that flashback and um, bites him on the back of an ankle like a typical little dog would, <laughs> you know? Yeah, you got Earl biting him in the neck. She's going for the Achilles heel. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and so she gets kicked off. All the other dogs now, they're in the front yard, but they can't go anywhere because, like, you know, there's a busy street right in front of them. And um, uh. you get Earl, dude, who's it, his loyalty switch so much to the dogs he sacrifices himself and jumps into traffic causes a huge pile up he gets flown through the air lands back in the yard all the dogs come up dude they're just 
the look and expression on their face, they know, you know, like, dude. And um, Earl says, I remembered. Well, so, yeah, Sophie's like, Earl, why did you? And he's just, I remembered. And then he dies. Yep. Oh, my gosh. They all surround him, and they all immediately start howling. I love it, though. Yeah. You know, it's like, um, even though he was a pain in the butt, even though he was the slowest to hear us out, they all still cared for this dude. He's still yeah. one of them, you know? Yeah. Now, at this point, people start getting out of the cars because they had just a huge car wreck in front of this guy's house. The master's standing there in his front yard, all bloody, holding a shotgun, holding the side of his neck. And this lady gets out and the dogs are trying to warn her. You know, they're barking at this lady and she's just like walking up like, you know, sir, can you hear me? Are you okay? The dogs are freaking out. And um, he just pulls his hand off the side of his neck. I love this. It's so funny because it's like his instincts are so deep. His weird drive to want to – I don't know really how to say it, but it's like, so here's this attractive woman Mm -hmm. coming up, sir, sir, sir. He's shot in the neck and like he tries to put on a little smile and wave at her. Yep. Like what an idiot. What a, just a crazy. pressure on the wound, you lose. Yeah. So, dude, it's so crazy. He falls over dead. All the dogs are just like kind of staring at him almost, I don't know, like in shock. Yeah. You know, that he's finally. Is this really happening? Yeah, exactly. Um, and then like, they're kind of in shock and they're kind of almost like, looks almost like sad too at the same time, you know, I don't know how to explain it. They're just kind of, maybe the, what you said is, you know, sums it up. Like, is this, is this real right now? Yeah. Um, <laughs> what do you think? I hope you're going to say, I hope you're going to say what I think you're going to say. Are you talking about the pug? Yes, of course it's the pug. I mean, come on. It's like one last little thing. Of course, it's the pug peeing on a bag. Yep. The, the master's in a body bag right now because EMS shows up, police shows up, and he just goes over and lifts his leg and pees right on him, dude. Dude, I have such a problem with my pug peeing on everything in the backyard, kids' toys, whatever. It's like perfect. They She nailed it here. Yeah. They nailed it. Um. Yeah, so the dogs see all these EMS and uh, police officers, so they're barking, like, to know, just barking to try to get their attention, but obviously they can't communicate with them. So, um, this part was really cool. I thought a canine dog shows up. And so, they have a- Chase. Yeah, dude. Chase Chase is on the case. He's on the case, dude. (laughs) So funny. (laughs) You get two Paw Patrol characters in this story. That's a bonus. Oh, my dad card show today. And um, he's like, hey, is there something I can? And all the dogs immediately start, you know, telling them, hey, you know, there's a room upstairs. There's, you know, my lady. There's a shed in the back, you know, under the porch. And so um, they kind of get the story across. This dog's going to go check it out. And um, he leads um, the officers out back and, you know, they find out. I'm assuming, you know, you don't see it, but they find out everything that's yeah, going on with this they guy. they got it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, dude, it, um, you, you see the dogs again all together and, you know, they're yeah. kind of like leaning into each other, you know, Roxanne kind of have like a, almost like a smirk on her face. Like, okay, you know, we, we were able to communicate now with someone who can help yeah. us and, you know, we're going to be okay. 
I love that scene, dude. Yeah. And then um, the issue ends. You see Sophie um, run around a, a dog park again, and there's all these other dogs, and she's not your typical dog you see at the beginning. You know, when she, the the scared, timid <sighs> dog, she's like free, you know, running around, and she runs into another dog that's rusty, and she's yep. like, hey. I feel like I've met you before, you know, and they're, they're kind of playing and rolling around. And well, I think that's so funny. Cause you remember early on, that was one of the things Rusty first said to Sophie. Hey, haven't we met before? Mm-hmm. And now here's Rusty saying it again. Yeah. Hey, haven't we met before? So like maybe Kinda they cool. did see each other at the dog, you know, you don't yeah, know, but it just leaves it in your, you know, you're kind of like, Hey, yeah. but it's super cool. You know, they all looks, um, you know, you don't know if they all got rehomed, but, you, you can assume yeah. they all did, but you just see Rusty and Sophie just playing, having a good time, but they don't remember each other. Yeah. At least, you know. At least you're not told as much. Yeah. And you get an idea here at the end. Yeah. And in the very last page, you know, they're leaving. Um, it's not Sophie anymore. It's, um, what's her name? Trudy. Trudy. Yeah, Trudy. And so as they're leaving, calling her dog, she's like looking back, you know, at the dog park where Rusty's at, like, something's up like you kind of know you know she knows who he is mm-hmm. you know and um then she turns around and and goes with her new her new people and you can tell yeah. she's she's happy she's Super like looking them up at them you know her tail's wagging and that's it man i love how they're joking around with her just like every single dog parent ever has Oh, all right, time to go. Did you make a new best friend? Is he your boyfriend? Yeah, dude. Everybody, <laughs> you know almost every dog owner probably has done that, dude. Every dog owner sure. has been there. Yeah. And um, that, yeah, that ends it, man. It's such a good, fantastic, such a good book, man. I enjoyed every bit of it. Oh, yeah. I wish I would have read it sooner, is the only thing I could say. I, I mean, I wish I could have at least have been in on some of those variant covers. I mean, Scotty Young's cover was so good. And now it's sold out everywhere. Some of those old school horror movie posters. Uh, man. And now, too, like I want to read all these spinoffs that are coming out yeah. from it. It just yeah. I want to find out more about each dog. Dude, I'm so bought in. I will not miss anything else that these, you know, this creative team does. Yeah. Uh, at least in in the Stray Dog universe. Uh, I'm bought in, man. Yeah. I'm not missing out again. All right. Now we're getting to so, to what's important here. I want to know what what what'd you think, man? Like, give me give me a rundown. And um, so uh, I loved it through and through. Um. Uh, my first read through, I was like, was that a perfect book? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, just literally like um, the art, the art, uh, the paneling, the dialogue, uh, the characterizations of all the dogs and the breeds and just how the mystery unfolds from a dog's perspective to like um, literally one of the the better books I think I've ever read. Yeah, me too. For sure. Um there were some inconsistencies, I think that that you know will come out as a, I talk a little bit about my review. But those are so nitpicky, and as you're trying to, you're coming at this story about dogs solving a mystery, and kind of the fact that like dogs' memories are uh, 
strange to anybody. We don't got it figured out. We don't really know. We know it's spotty. We know, like you were saying earlier, before we hopped on the recording, it's even different for different dog breeds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's a lot of wiggle room there. Um, uh, but did you want me to hop into my rating now or just kind of shoot, shoot straight into it? Let's hear it. So I would say for the writing, um, I'd give it a four and a half. And the only reason I'm not giving it a five is that some of the can some of the the stuff with the memory uh, there it seems so silly. There was just some inconsistencies. I think that's allowed uh, probably in this story when we're dealing with something that you know it's kind of a science that's still being figured out. Yeah. we're still studying it. We're still learning it. Um, but you know when she sniffs the red scarf, she immediately remembers not only her lady. But she can see the scene. She knows the master killed him. But then at the end, when she sniffs Rusty, she's not going to immediately remember it's him. Um, you know, just little, little, little stuff like that that doesn't matter at the end of the day. But if I'm going to be an honest sort of reviewer, that stuff did sort of sit with me like, ah, okay. Uh, for the art, uh, I'm going to give the art four and a half. Yeah. Um, that might be too low. That might be too long. It fits the story so well. Uh, there's the paneling was great. That those red splash, uh, those red panels that kind of just drive home that sort of nervous energy that you get. Yeah. Every single dog was so well done. Um, you know what, man? Forget it. I'm going to straight up give the art a five. <laughs> it's not my favorite style in the whole world. I'll tell you that. But I'm just looking at it again, and I don't, there's not one thing that I don't like. Like it's perfect for what it is, yeah. And I think it makes it makes stray dogs. Like the writing's great, but what makes stray dogs stray dogs is the art, man. Yeah. Like it makes it so distinct. That's where you get these comparisons to you know these Disney movies and you know Silence of the Lambs or whatever they were saying. And um, I'm giving it a five. Dude. I'm changing it on the spot. Dude, I think it's I, th- I think it's just I love it. I, th- I don't think it could have been better for this. Yeah. What about you? I think it's well deserved. And if I'm going to be honest here, like I said in the beginning of this when we started this show, this was a book that I would have probably never picked up if it wasn't for my daughter wanting to read it and then, you know, you see reviews out there and then my daughter reads it and she's like, "Oh, dad, you got to check it out. It's so cool." And this is just something I I don't think I would have originally picked up so saying that and now reading it and the feeling and the reaction i have from reading it it's incredible i know the emotions that are captured in the art and the writing and to me like the whole memory thing it is a little weird but at the same time like the whole thing with Rusty, she sniffs Rusty. Like maybe it's been a little while since she, you know, like if you think about it, when she got yeah. brought home by a master, it had to be that day or, yeah. you know, that's a tra- very close to, yes, that's a traumatic experience a dog went through. She just seen her master, her lady get killed. And then yeah. so within, you know, within a little, do they ever say how old I'm sorry. Did they ever say how? Did Rusty ever say how old any of? Because I know at the end they did say, like they mentioned how old, how long it had been, uh, and the, how old they thought he might have been. Do you remember that? I don't think so. I don't remember that. I don't think there was like a specific age put on him. 
So they said, um, we just got him four months ago, but it feels like he's been part of the family forever. Um, they said he's between like six and nine years old. So that's, it could have, you could be right. There could be some time that has elapsed here if he's six or nine. Yeah. I mean, so that's what I mean. That's like, pretty old. When she first gets there, like that's pretty quick. So she was able to like, and she always keeps reminding them, hey, we got to remind ourselves or we're going to forget. Yeah. So as time goes on, you know, like, like my story, if I would have seen my dog within a couple days after he ran away or, you know, we, right, he yeah. would have probably remembered us, but months went no. by and we seen him and he's like, he's settled in his new home. He didn't remember us for nothing. And so I don't really, that doesn't bother me, man. To me, I'm giving both the story. Oh, no. Dude, it's. Is it going to happen? For Yeah. Oh, I can't no. nitpick it like that, dude. It's a five yeah. and a five. It's a yeah, 10 man. for me. Dude, to be nice. something I would never. Round of applause. Yeah. To be something I would never read to just something that blew me away that much is yeah. huge to me, you know, yeah, like. Yeah. And, um, that stuff I could kind of just see, you know, time frame wise. Like it didn't. I loved it. Right. I'm gonna give it a ten. Right. It, right on, man. I loved it. Right and on, the, man. The art was perfect. It captured everything. Yeah, yeah. So as the resident mathematician of the comic book layer, where does that put us together for the the total CBL score on Stray Dogs? CBL Stray Dogs. We're sitting at a nineteen point five. Whoa. Almost perfect. Almost a perfect that score, dude. And um, this is That's a. De- it deserves it. It deserves. This it. is a collect. This is a get yep. all the variant collect covers. The this is a frame them, yeah, frame dude, them, put them on the wall for me for sure. Super good story. Well, that's cool, man. And I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm glad I was able to read it, even though you know it's been out for a while now. And um, yeah, it was it was great. That's really cool, man. Well. I will admit to being surprised, but pleasantly surprised. I'm, I think that's really cool that, that it struck a chord with you like that, too. I mean, I just, especially if we would have just got right to it after the first time I read, I've been like, ah, it's a perfect book, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's a perfect book. I mean, I couldn't put it down. It was super late already, and I was just like, well, I got to read something. Yeah. Well, no, I got to read it all. <laughs> so good. I can't wait. I think that the 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 newer the ones that are coming out currently are preludes to this. So what I think it does is it kind of dives into the backstories of each of these characters. I'm not sure. It's what I've been told yeah. by some people at my LCS. So I'm excited for it. I'm a little worried for it because I like the fact that we didn't know too much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sometimes you can know too much of a story, but uh, I mean I'm still stoked for them. Like I hope they go into each dog, especially like the ones we didn't get a lot out of, like Imogene, yeah. you know. Imogene, I need an Imogene. Like it would just be man. so cool to kind of see see the backstory there and Yeah, totally. So we'll see what happens with those. That's cool, man. Um so that's a collect. That's a 19.5 wholeheartedly a, just oh, get yeah. out there. Get your hands on every single stray dogs thing you can find and yeah. read it and reread it. Uh, cool, man. Well, what you got coming up uh, up next week here? 
Dude, next week. Besides just trying to continue being a dad and staying, yeah, I know I have a, a I have a busy week this week in um in in my personal life for sure. Like kids have a lot of stuff going on. Work's going to be a little hectic this week. I already can see that. But um, I did pick up the new um, Batman by Chip Zdarsky. I think it's Batman the Night, and so I'm pumped to see what he does with Batman. I'm a huge Batman fan already. And I know I've read kind of like, oh, it's just a rehash of like young Batman, but I'm super stoked to see what Chip's going to do with it because the stuff he's been writing lately has been super cool. He's on fire. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I'm hopefully we'll crack that open this week. And um, what about you? What do you got? Oh, man. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm in much the same boat. Uh, you know, work's going to be what it always is, but... We got Saga returning, mm. 55, Yeah, and I've got the, uh, is it nine or eight? I can't remember, but I got the, the trade paperback box set arriving to me sometime. I'm pretty sure it's just going to be all Saga all the time for me. Uh, huge Saga guy. Cannot wait uh, for that to pick back up. So that's going to be occupying most of my time. Yeah, you're going to be busy but, with that. Dude, it reads so well. It's just so much fun. Um, Brian K. Vaughn. Fiona Staples. <clears throat> oh my gosh. It's uh it was one of the first comics that just really kind of wrapped me up yeah. to a point where I couldn't put it down. Like I think I read all nine trades in two weeks, something like that. Like I just couldn't stop. Um but pretty much saga, man. And then try to catch up on some of my Walking Dead Deluxes. You're gonna hear that a lot. Because they keep piling. I know. That's dude. the one thing that's really cool about these are just being recolored. So they're never late. There's always two issues yeah. coming out all the time. Yeah. Uh, so just trying to stay on top of that. And um, I'll also be reading the the uh, title book, featured book. I don't know what we're coming down on this, but what can people look forward to uh, next week from us here? Yeah, next week is going to be super fun. Um, we're going to be going over Radiant Black. The first, yeah, the first um, arc, and um, it's going to be fun. I'm super stoked to read that one. Yeah, so if you guys are listening, um, if you guys have read it already, awesome. Reread it. If you guys haven't, go check it out, pick it up, and um, we'll be back next week with that. And uh, I want to know what you guys think about it. Yeah, I, I can't wait to hear what, what people have thought. It's going to be fun to kind of get into something that is readily available. Everybody can get into Kind of look forward to hearing Hearing what you thought as you were reading it, um, remember that you know you can follow us along on Instagram at the Comic Book Layer. We've got uh, Discord, so if you hear this and you want to talk to us about anything that's uh, coming out or you know that we're going to be talking about, we've got categories and channels for all that sort of stuff. So uh, hop on over there. You can ch we have a link tree on our Instagram that gives you an invite directly to um, our Discord. Um, and we're currently doing a giveaway right now where if you join our Discord and follow us on Instagram, you are automatically entered to win all three volumes of uh, the Middle West trade paperbacks. I mean, it's hard, such a good hard giveaway. to say no to. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, don't forget, you can always catch us on Patreon. Find a way to support us in any way you can. We'd really appreciate it. We've got a lot of really cool ideas and, and we love doing this. And uh just bring comic book news and reviews to, you know, everybody. We're excited to, to do this every week. Yeah. It'd be super fun to hear so, from y'all. And, um, 
On to next week to Radiant Black. Just remember, everybody, keep reading comics. Cowabunga, nerds.